welcome back. Today we are with a team of our friends who have taken part in this thing called an FX Ball. It was a nationwide competition and they got second place in our province, so they're quite amazing. And today they are here to discuss with us the concept called toxic masculinity and a little bit about that here and there. Maybe some tangents we will see. I will get every single one of them to introduce themselves. Uh, let's go. Maybe first, Serene. Hi, I'm Serene. I was on uh, before speaking about Lebanon, but uh, I'm here to discuss about toxic masculinity and how it might affect our society and the negative impact. And I'm excited to hear other opinions everyone else has, which is very fun. Amazing. Makai? Hi, I'm Makai. I'm half Jamaican, half Ghanaian. I was talking about a little bit about India because I lived there for 10 years. And yeah, I'm super excited for this episode. This is a huge topic. So excited to get into it. Amazing. Maya? Hi, I've been on the Christmas episode talking about Italy. And I'm just really excited to start the discussion, talking a little bit about repercussions and just how toxic masculinity is in society presently. Um, yeah, I'm excited. And Dami. Hello, I'm Dami. I've been on before talking about Nigeria and I'm a big culture girl, so I'd love to talk about how culture impacts all of this. Amazing. So as you heard, each one of our guests today have been in our, on our episodes already, season one and two. There's also Daniel in the mix as the other host. Yes, hi guys. Um, kind of excited to get into this because I think it's a big topic that must be addressed at one point or another. Great. And let's start off. I want Makai to give us a little bit of context, some ideas of what toxic masculinity means, and just give me a little bit of information. Awesome. So uh, we studied this topic for a while, so we're pretty qualified to talk about it. Basically, what we uh, came across is that toxic masculinity are masculine traits that uh, have a detrimental effect on uh, males or even females predominantly females around a certain male. So we think of confidence or having a big ego as a male thing archetypally but when this confidence turns into homophobia or um, sexual abuse that's where we draw the line between uh, masculinity and toxic masculinity because for the longest time a lot of men were getting mad saying that nothing about masculinity is toxic but we have figured out now that when it does have a detrimental effect to the proportions that we've seen uh, it is indeed toxic masculinity so that's how we defined it at the ethics poll yeah i think that's an incredible way to like have people know what we're talking about and like what type of topics we're going to get into because toxic masculinity can lead to a lot of different things especially one of the most common being sexual harassment within like women and like Makai said within the LGBTQ plus community as well um there is going to be a lot of kind of sensitive topics that like sensitive uh content that we're going to be I'm talking about, but I don't think it's necessarily bad because we need to address this to the world. Okay, so can Gabby tell me a little bit about like the aspects of it and maybe your interpretation of the whole situation? Yeah, sure. Um, it was definitely social media that brought a lot of this to our attention. And there was this whole question of, is it something we're just noticing now or has it always existed? And what role has media played in kind of promoting it or uh, letting, us, letting everyone know um, about toxic masculinity? I think we can all think of the Me Too movement and the role that played in um, talking about sexual abuse and sexual assault. So for me, I think 
it's really interesting for us to discuss what role has media played in showing or exposing some of these things that have been so private and so secret because like you mentioned before it's kind of really sensitive and really private a lot of people don't feel comfortable but i think it's important for us to start these conversations yeah definitely all right so one of the things that we kind of usually very much wonder when it comes to toxic masculinity is like why does that happen why is there a reasoning to this behavior uh coming into the light when we all know it's not the best thing for the rest of the world yeah well you know what like what dami said with like the social media aspect and how like now it's bringing to light but i think with what daniel you just said it's it comes from the societal or the cultural aspect of like how uh males are raised within our society like in some cultures or from ancient times you're like men are taught be the man be the breadwinner for your family raise up and like be the strong one and the backbone of society so this gets propagated and now it's been ingrained into young boys brains from school from other from a lot of factors that that's what they should be and like what Danny was saying with the social media aspect what I wanted to talk about was how like how the me too movement's coming up and now people are realizing the negative aspect of toxic masculinity there's also another side of the internet and social media which uh glorifies toxic masculinity which applauds guys who are like how uh makai said originally like the homophobic aspect or yeah you're a man keep being a man and i think like at this point with toxic masculinity that's what's so dangerous about it there's like a dilemma of is it good is it bad since one aspect of society the male aspect of society like telling men no it's fine yes stay like how you are be confident but then there's the other aspect the people who are the victims the women like how you thought the sexual harassment aspect of it they're the ones being hurt but they don't have a voice because of these ancient stereotypes that are so ingrained right so they allow them to propagate more and then that's where it comes some people are arguing is toxic masculinity really harmful to society and some people are like no it's not so that's what that's my aspect on why it's so problematic going off of what said real quick i sorry i just had a memory i remember i was in middle school and i don't know if you guys remember but it used to be a term uh to say that's gay like if you didn't like something or if you thought that something was stupid so like my friends would be walking to french class we didn't like french at the time he's like bro french is so gay um and i think that's another problem about toxic masculinity there's not enough awareness like it took for us to get to our last years of middle school and then these big professionals came in and they sat us all down and they taught us about toxic masculinity if you don't have that aspect if you're not teaching kids about what it is a bunch of kids are going to end up uh, perpetuating it without realizing it so i'm i'm glad that we're talking about social media because that's a great way uh for teaching and telling people what it is yeah for sure like i personally think that a lot of the kind of problems stem from like childhood and are actually taught like sometimes even in your own household so it doesn't even necessarily have to be within school like these kind of uh traditional like aspects that you're taught like at home like personally i know my dad definitely makes more money than my mom does but nowadays it's so common because women have now been giving up given a platform where they're able to rise above uh sometimes like what males make that our generation is having to evolve so much in kind of it 
toxic masculinity is kind of being brought to light because of this, because women are being given these opportunities they were never given before. So now because they're able to rise, it's, it's really putting a light to like the detrimental effects of toxic masculinity and how we've been living for like the past couple centuries, if you really think about it. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting kind of just to see throughout uh, at least my lifetime how it's really come to light. I know when I was younger, I didn't even know what toxic masculinity was. It wasn't really talked about in grade school. But once I came like to high school, you started seeing a lot of like influencers um, kind of portray. Um, for example, I know one that we talked about in the ethics bowl and throughout debate discussions was like Harry Styles. Like you see like a man dress like like an untraditional man or you see a woman make more money than a man and that's just sometimes uncommon and unheard of and I think too for a lot of older people that's something like not not very familiar to them so in a way it almost makes them uncomfortable but especially with our new generation we're trying to normalize that a lot as well so I think there's definitely a benefit to the newer generation being educated about it and kind of just learning about these like new aspects that necessarily weren't taught about or talked about um, growing up. Yes, Maya, I so agree with what you said about it being a generational thing. And it's the young people, it's our people in our peer group, maybe even the people a little older who are challenging these stereotypes. But this all reminds me, and I mean, I've known we, I know we've mentioned it, Serene, you mentioned the culture and how that really ties to it. There's this one, um, speaker and author. I love her so much. Her name is Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And for any Beyonce fans, she was on Beyonce's song called Flawless. Like there's this little portion of a person speaking and that's from her TED talk titled, I think we should all be feminists or why I think we should all be feminists. And her whole um, spiel was that in some ways, feminism is kind of the answer and the response to toxic masculinity. And we're talking about the equality of the sexes. And one thing that she really brought up that really resonated with me was in African culture, I'll be specific, in Nigerian culture, we see, a lot of people see um, feminism or topics or discussions like this as un-African. It's not our culture. It's a really Western thing that, okay, the culture that we've had to perpetuate um, some of these stereotypes and these expectations between men and women, it, it's it's cultural. Like it's, that's us. It's not, it's not that we're trying to be mean. And so sometimes I know for the younger generation, it feels like we're betraying something that we've grown up with. It feels like we're not following in the footsteps of our parents, or our grandparents, if we're trying to say, it's okay if a woman earns more than a man. Uh, and really quickly, there's this example that she gave that was so powerful to me where her and her male friend were driving in a car, start helping them park their cars if they go to a hotel or just anywhere. And because she was so grateful, she paid the guy um, and said, um, here you go for helping us. And the guy looked straight past at her and looked at her male friend and was like, thank you very much, sir, for like paying. And she was like, she felt so invisible. Like she's the one who paid for it, but he's the one who got the recognition because the whole idea is that, oh, any money that she has only could have come from him. And so that idea that the woman has to automatically be lower than, than the man in every respect has just been attributed to culture. I don't know. What do you guys think? Definitely. Actually, I'm extremely glad you went straight into the point of culture. Because, yeah, sometimes it does feel like you're betraying your culture because that's all, that's all that you know, right? Like, 
it, it has gotten better. I'll, I'll say that it has gotten better within cultures to realize that there is a portion of it that does glorify toxic masculinity. Like for example, in Mexico, we we tend to have the man, you know, have this kind of sort of sort of toxic masculinity. It's gotten better over the years. Um, and it is this this mentality that men are better than women at certain things. For example, when you turn 18, all men have to do a small, like, um, it's like a small program that will kind of give them uh, a note that says that in case Mexico needs them, they can join the military. It So that's only affecting men. If women want to do that, they actually have to go through the whole situation. And I know it's so different in different cultures, and I'm pretty sure that all of you have a great example of each one. Yeah, exactly. Based off the culture point, I mean, like, that's such a great idea of uh, point. Uh, like, I'm a Muslim, right? And there's a stereotype within society that, like, Islam treats women horribly just because of how we dress with, like, the entire modesty aspect. But when you think about Islam, the, the reason people assume that, uh, like, the men in Islam oppress women is because they misunderstand the religion, of course, primarily, uh, but also because, think about it, in that context of time, like even if you read the Bible, or even if you read any other text or whatever, in previous times, because it was so based off of male society, those, like how we explain, they move into the future and we keep on upholding those traditions, correct? The thing is, I think what's happening in our current era is, like it's human nature to be greedy and since men have been in that position of power for so long right now when the women are coming up and like trying to voice their opinions it's since it's so new men are trying to like not all men of course but it, it since it's not so common in their culture or in their traditions it's trying to shut it down and that's why it's becoming toxic i think we need to kind of like uh explain how masculinity itself isn't really a negative because automatically when you hear masculinity now, society's made us have that connotation that it's toxic. Being masculine is toxic. And like how Maya mentioned, like Harry Styles dressing in a dress was such a like amazing thing. But that can still be defined as masculine. It's just because we've defined masculinity in a way that now we've said it's toxic and being extremely manly is horrible that that like connotation around it has become like that, if that makes sense. Uh, but sorry, like I just have to also say, Dami, when you brought up your like feminism point about how feminism is now like an opposition to toxic masculinity, I also want to like talk about how with feminism, especially like social media, back to social media, how because it's such a new wave, it can cause like distress to the male demographic. And I feel like some males are now like kind of in fear to speak out to not get like attacked but that's more detrimental because they're not really being educated and like how maya said we want to educate the future but because now they're avoiding the entire idea of hearing women's voices because they're afraid they're going to get attacked it's like making us stagnate and not move forward as a society if you know what i mean yeah your point made totally censoring because like there's those different characteristics that we have assigned like those are masculine, those are feminine. But I think that maybe like the major issue because there's like strong or weak, like there's just this division between characteristics where really all characteristics are human. 
And that's like the issue because people try to divide it. And okay, I have a question probably to the guys in the group here about like how for you guys, how does it look like to be thrown at this like this idea of toxic masculinity, which like masculinity you're associated with, right? As men. And there's, for example, like there's some people that are like, we hate all men, like all men all the time. And I feel like that's like a strong exaggeration of that whole idea. And um, like, how do you guys respond to like the idea of like a daily of the daily combat of this conflict? Yeah, well, I love what Serene uh, said in her dialogue. She said, well, not all men. And that is so important to remember because a lot of men are actually getting overly annoyed because of this um, movement of toxic masculinity because they feel that they're targeted even though they have never made advances on a female in their life. They have never been homophobic in in their life. And I think that this uh, is very close to another ethics bull topic that we had called cancel culture. And I think that uh, you guys were talking about social media. If social media just becomes this monolith of like one-sided views, it can alienate a lot of people. So I think that obviously toxic masculinity is a bad thing because you get other people that say toxic masculinity doesn't exist. Actually, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and he was saying that um, toxic masculinity isn't a thing. There's just good or bad and bad people. And he said that bad people um, commit uh, like rape people and do those things. But I think that the only problem with that argument is that you see more men committing those types of acts than females. And that's why it should be toxic masculinity. So I definitely think it's a thing. I just also think that it can also, like I said, it can be distressful to a lot of men. So it's important that we are only calling out uh, the people that are perpetrating the acts. And we're not just saying that, oh, you know, all men are toxic. Just kind of adding on to what Makai said, it's, he's right. It's not all men. And I think this, this has been a good topic that has been popping up within social media. But we also have to realize that, yes, women know it's not all men. But there's enough men for girls to be scared of. Like you, like this goes back into the, uh, again, to social media, the council culture and everything. Um, social media, especially TikTok, has started a new hashtag and a new movement called the 97% because there is an, a statistic that says that 97% of women have been sexually assaulted. And I think that's an important thing to remember that yes, it's not all men, but there's enough men for women to be scared of. And no, it's it's not like, you shouldn't necessarily feel offended, but you should also feel compassionate about what women have to deal with. And as well as like Makai said, it's like, yeah, sometimes men get frustrated because we already put into this category that uh, if, if you are too masculine or something, it could be toxic, but we have to realize that there is, there's like a, a, there's like a line that needs to get crossed and there's some guys that don't cross it. Um, but you know, it's, it, that's why I'm saying it's a sensitive topic because it's different in, it's not like how everybody portrays it, but for men, it's, it, it's an awakening call, which I think is very important. Yeah, for sure. Something to add on to that I don't know if anyone's already brought up this point, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a male who like is drawing attention to this like toxic masculinity. Like I know plenty of times like I've seen comments from like even women who are like, oh, no, like a guy can't like, you know, wear a dress or oh, my God, like a girl makes more money than a guy. Right. So it's not just necessarily coming from like the male demographic. 
but like it's something like we've discussed that's like enrooted in culture and just like um for a lot of people it's tradition so it's like all of these like kind of new ideas of like women being treated equally as men and it's kind of not necessarily given a hard time or it's a hard time for men to kind of or a hard kind of topic for men to accept but I think it's just a big change and especially for the older generations that's something that they're not familiar with so it takes time Um, but I think definitely with the new generation it's it's kind of evolving and I think that a lot more people because it's so um, common throughout social media that they're just they're it's being normalized to the point where like majority of people are understanding what it means but then again there also often is misconceptions of what toxic masculinity actually is because just because someone likes for example to play football that doesn't necessarily mean that they're like a top it's toxic masculinity that's just a sport that typically males play that you know you might enjoy as well but it comes to the point where if you are infecting or judging others to the point where they feel possibly even unsafe to the point um not even necessarily that their like life is at risk I know that we're talking about very serious issues such as like rape and sexual assault but it doesn't even have to be that extreme it can be very minor but these these little occurrences that happen on a day-to-day basis I think people are becoming more aware of but the more and more that we point them out it doesn't even need to be about canceling someone online it's just bringing attention to how how this could be detrimental to like society and how we can change uh as like society and as the new generation to kind of ensure that you know it's it's not happening as often as it used to happen right and we're being aware and we're being like um kind of self self teaching in a way especially because of uh covid now everything is so so dependent online and you're rarely ever seeing people in real life so it's really important that like we're not necessarily canceling every comment that we see, but just making sure that people are aware because there's so many people now that have access to devices that are even like as young as 10 years old. So it's really hard to kind of tell a 10 year old like you're canceled for saying this when they might not even understand it themselves. Right. So it's there's so many things to take into consideration here, but I definitely agree with both um Daniel and Makai with it being not all men and even though it is a large sum of men we need to like make sure that we're not keeping or like stereotyping all men for being these horrible horrible people because I do understand that from a male perspective they probably feel attacked yeah thank you so much Maya I totally agree and thank you for bringing up the point that it's really not all men it reminded me of the story my brother was asking me like he asked me legitimately that, oh, if I open a door for a lady, is that is that me being like condescending? Is that toxic? Like he was genuinely concerned that he'd get canceled because he wanted to open the door. So I think clearly defining that it's not all men and it's certain behaviors and we're not antagonizing like certain aspects of like a male experience, but just the ones that are affecting others is really important. Okay, so I feel like if you're listening to this and you're male, perhaps not a lot of males are actually listening to this because of the topic. And because you're a female, maybe you have a set notion against males. And really what we see and what we've been talking about today is that a lot of males are like, oh, it's not it's not all males. And on the female side, you see the 97% statistic. And I think that a solution for this is for, on the guy side, even if you're not a perpetrator for toxic masculinity, just open your mind up a bit. Because with us, 
we have no idea what it's like to live as a female. So I saw on Instagram the other day, there was this post about um, how women actually feel scared to walk at night. And there are a lot of guys in the comments like, oh, what's wrong with walking outside at night? Um, so I think that for us as males, um, we there's always a possibility for us to be more open-minded. You know, if you, if you want to make a change, look at the man in the mirror, Michael Jackson. I think we can all take a deep delve into our uh, identities and say, has there been any time where I've been homophobic? Have I ever been, uh, you know, over um, confident to the point where it's detrimental to females or even males? And I think that can solve a lot of things. And on the female side, just to wrap it up, I think females can also, um, I mean, I'm no one to speak about this, but just a thought is females uh, can be a lot less hostile towards males. So not saying that all males are toxic, saying that maybe some males are ignorant, but not all males are going to commit the heinous acts that they can do. I think if both sides of uh, both genders do that, we can move toward a more progressive world, all in all. That's a beautiful conclusion. Thank you so much, all of our guests, for being here, for speaking your truths, and for giving us something to think about. And yeah, to all our listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. And I think what Makai said was really important, like keep an open mind, don't just stick with the one opinion, look for other perspectives, try to be open, kind-hearted, because we're all humans, we all need to, we all need to accept each other and finally come to agreement. So that's what we really strive for. So thank you so much for being here with us today. And we will hear you next time. Bye.